and welcome to the latest podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel, talking about what is of interest to ASA members. And we actually got a question, or at least I did, uh, came in by email, and we've been harping on the worker shortage and the labor problems and wage inflation and all that stuff for months, if not years. And I will spare you my usual rant, but it does really strike me as odd that people somehow did not remember that age is chronological. And if you are 64 this year, you're going to be 65 next year. We are going to be hitting by 2030 a circumstance where the entire boomer generation will have reached retirement, all 74 million of them. And we've not really thought too much about how we're going to replace them. Our birth rates are down and it's a little late to try to turn to that anyway. It's not like you can start having kids today and solve the worker shortage unless you decide to change child labor laws. So what do we do? And one of the questions I got from one of the ASA members is, what would we do with immigration to make this problem go away? I mean, in past centuries, decades, we used immigration. I mean, we're a nation of immigrants. We've gone through these phases many, many times, and we've had all kinds of of transitional issues. We didn't like the Irish at first. We didn't like the Italians at first. We didn't like the Asians coming in to work on the railroads. I mean, the list goes on and on. Is there going to be a solution when it comes to immigration? And the answer to that is kind of complicated because in the past, we took in immigrants that did not have much in the way of skills or education and we thought that was okay because there were jobs that could be done with people who had very little skill and education. And we really were looking ahead. We were saying, okay, we're going to find something for the initial generation to do, but we're really counting on their children and their children's children because they will be coming into the system and they will be assimilated and they will have the language capabilities and all the rest. The assumption was, which was pretty accurate, was that most of the people who were coming to the U.S. were preparing to start over. This was not a temporary thing. They had moved to the U.S. because this was their new life. They were leaving their old country behind. They were not planning on going back. That was the whole deal, is that we're going to start over. The immigration that we've been seeing for the last 10 years, a lot of these people would be better described as refugees. They're coming from horrible circumstances in their home countries. Maybe they're fleeing war. Maybe they're fleeing political oppression. Maybe they're fleeing drug gangs. Maybe they're fleeing just economic collapse. They don't really want to live in a different country. They have no choice. They have been chased out of their home. So their mindset is different. They're basically, I'm going to stay in the U.S. until I can go home. But I want to go home. And if things change at home and I have an opportunity, then I will. That's different than a guy that says, I'm moving to the U.S. and I'm reinventing myself and I'm going to be an American and... I'm going to assimilate, and I'm going to make sure my kids assimilate. So we're contending with a population that's more transient than we've had in the past, and we don't really want transient immigrants because we want them to learn and train and train their children, et cetera, and become part of the U.S. economy. 
The other thing that's different is that because we don't have a lot of those starter jobs now, people that we are trying to recruit have to be higher level. We're looking for people who are already skilled, who are already trained, who are already educated. And this is the group, for example, that we issue H-1B visas to. I mean, this is the person with the skill that is needed by a particular company for a particular job. The challenge is that everybody else in the world wants that same person. So if you've got somebody who has the skill set, well, the European nations are recruiting them, Canada's recruiting them, Japan's recruiting them. We are part of that group, and we're trying to figure out ways to get people to come to the U.S. and settle here. So immigration could be a solution, but it is one we're going to have to think through really carefully. It's like we want a certain kind of person to come to the U.S., somebody with the skills, education needed, and with a commitment to the U.S. that they want to stay here, raise their families here, and and become part of the U.S. like all the other ways of immigrants. I mean, most of us, if we look to our own history, we can see what happened. I mean, a grandfather, a great-grandfather, a great-great-grandfather came here with the intent of starting over. And every successive generation became more and more integrated into the United States. There was no sense that they were going to go back home. I mean, my own ancestry, there was no discussion in my family, as far as I know, about going back to Germany. It's like, no, they left Germany, and they came to where else, Milwaukee, and this was their new home. And I had ancestry on my mother's side, Italian and French-Canadian. They're not going home either. You know, they moved here, and they were staying here. And that is ideally who we are trying to get to come to the U.S. And then the issue is, how do you attract them? You know, what is the, the circumstance, et cetera. We are also trying to kind of come to grips with what can be done still in the globalization context, how much work can be done offshore, particularly technical work. That becomes a whole nother conversation. But ultimately, with the workforce shortage situation, there aren't quick fixes. It's either do a lot more with training and try to figure out how to integrate that into people's lives at a much earlier point, or it's relying more on immigration. The training challenge goes even beyond what you're doing in the schools because many of the people who need training, well, they're already working. They're in their 40s and 50s, and you know they have to suddenly take on some whole new skill, and they're not kind of in the trainable pattern. I mean, they're not like somebody who's in their teens and 20s. So a lot of these are going to be more consistent issues and it's going to hit us like a a ton of bricks because that 74 million boomer retirement is imminent i mean by 2030 that's when all of the boomers hit retirement age and of course many of us still stay in the workforce but you know it's one thing to keep working into your 60s and 70s and it's a whole nother thing to be continuing to work into your 80s So the short answer is worker shortage is with us for a while. The long answer is there are solutions, but it's going to take some creativity, both in terms of education and training and also how we handle immigration. 
So there you go. Some happy things to think about as you go into the weekend. And for those of you who are super ambitious, well, you can always go out and get three or four jobs and help help stem the worker shortage. Thanks very much. We'll talk next week.